Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Have you found your freedom? Have you found your second chance? Have you found your redemption, your mercy, your grace? Everything you have need of. All found in Him. Praise the name of the Lord. Father, we want to say thank you. Thank you for what we found in you, Lord. For everything that we ever had need of was in you, Lord. Oh, Father, we just want to thank you for this opportunity to come and be in your presence, Lord, to gather with believers of like precious faith and lay aside the week and the coming days, Lord, and yesterday. And Lord, thank on you, Father. We ask, Lord, you just bless us tonight. Help us, Father. We pray to just step out of the way and let you speak, Father. Touch our hearts and lives. Lord, there's sickness here that we need healing for. Lord, there's bondage here we need deliverance for. Lord, there's many needs in the body, Father, and we're, we're looking for you to speak, Father. We're looking for you to touch. We're looking for your, your moving among us, Lord, the signs of your resurrection. Lord, we just want to say how much we love you and thank you for these opportunities. We bless your name tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's turn to Hebrews 13 and verse 8. Amen. Very wonderful to be here tonight. Amen. Hebrews 13 and verse 8, it says, Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. We'll let you be seated. As we've been stating, it's wonderful to serve a God who's the same today. That he's not different today than he was yesterday, or he's not thinking different today as he was yesterday. You know, he didn't get up today in a bad mood and think different thoughts about you, but he's the same today. Amen. And I like to speak to you tonight on Jesus Christ, the same omnipotence. Omnipotence is one who has unlimited power or authority. Uh, one who has unlimited power or authority. You know, it's hard for us as men, limited creatures, to comprehend unlimited things. To comprehend something that's truly unlimited in its power or unlimited in its abilities. Even though man through scientific achievements has tried to obtain it, they've fallen very short from it. You know, every, it, because everything that man can make has limitations. You know, man-made cars, they can only go so far, they can only go so fast, uh, they can only last so long. Man-made airplanes can only go so fast, they can only go so far, they can only last so long. Man-made rockets, the same story. Even man has broken to the nuclear realm, but still things powered by nuclear power will only last so long. It's limited because we are limited beings, as far as humanity speaking, human speaking. Yet man will begin to exalt himself because of his accomplishments and as great as they are, they're still limited. You know, it's amazing to me, even in man's great accomplishments, how long it took man to go from a horse and buggy to an automobile. 
It would be almost uh, hundreds of years at least that, that they would go riding in an ox-drawn cart or a, uh, car a horse-drawn buggy until finally something would take place. Now it was the same brain as a man's always had. The materials was always there, but something happened for a man's abilities to be illuminated. And I believe it was God allowing it to happen because it was to bring about an end time. Amen. Because in the time we have to have the things that we have to do what we do. But every part of it is still limited. You know, and I know man in their greatness of thinking and their greatness of mind and, and their education and things that they get into, uh, they begin to think how great they are. But really, we ought to think how little we really are in the grand scheme of things. Because when he speaks, when, because, there, because with God, there is absolutely no limitations. The, the only limits God has is what man limits him to. You know, Brother Brown would talk about how our faith limits God. How much our faith can be released, that's how much God can do. So really, amen, in this service, there's no limits to what God can do. In every service, that's why Brother Brandon would speak about it. And he said, I believe God's to heal every person here tonight. I believe God's here to deliver every person here tonight. Because there's no limits to his ability to heal. There's no limits to his ability to deliver. There's no limits to his ability whatsoever. And when he speaks, unlimited power is released. When he speaks, I mean, a man can speak. The greatest man on earth right now would be known as, as a president, maybe the United States or, or some great leader somewhere. But his speech has limitations. It can only go so far. It can only do so much. But when God speaks, it has unlimited power. And therefore, nothing can stop it because there's nothing greater than what he says. Nothing can destroy it. When omnipotence speaks, miracles take place. We have seen the miraculous of, of omnipotence every day of our lives. Amen. The earth that we live on, the sun, the moon, the stars, all hang in place. Why? Because omnipotence spoke. And it put it there. You know, I got to looking about it, you know, and, and of course, science always takes you back to a, a Big Bang theory. You know, it was a Big Bang that two particles happened to meet in the vastness of what we have here. They happened to get together somehow, and a big explosion took place, and it put out all the things that we got today. Now, I agree with them. It was a Big Bang, but it wasn't the bang they're thinking about. It was let there be. And an explosion took place. Amen. You know, today scientists say the Milky Way galaxy, which is what our, our Earth abides in apparently, or as far as they can figure, is about 100,000 to 150,000 light years in diameter. Now, one light year is 5.8 trillion miles. Yeah, that's quite vast. And that's just the galaxy. And then they say that their best guess is the known universe is 98 billion light years in diameter. Now, one light year is 5.8 trillion miles. But they're willing to admit that as far as they can see with their best advances in science and come to the conclusion that there actually is no limitation to galaxies and to the stars. Amen. They say it was a big bang, but it was when omnipotence spoke and creation took place. And the, and the very thing that you can look out at night and you can see and, and the vastness of it is speaking of an unlimited God. 
that has unlimited resources, that has unlimited abilities. And that doesn't change today just because the world gets more advanced and the things, and it takes away from the things of God and, and, the, and the miraculous things of God. God don't change. He's still just as powerful today as he's always been. This is why he would even put in his word the word, the word all, because in all it means all things. It means everything. It, it means everything that can be. It's all. I mean, you can't get no further really than the word all because it's, it's almost like an unending word, so to speak. And he would, he would say it in his word, and I love it. I love it. I've mentioned it many times, but he said, I'm the Lord God that heals all thy diseases. Now, only omnipotence could say that and back it up because uh, because but to be able to say you can heal all diseases means you have to have the power to heal all diseases amen man cannot heal disease only God can heal man can assist man can do whatever the best of his knowledge amen but only God can speak the word all and back it up because he is unlimited therefore no matter what Satan and I love how he did it because he put a trap for Satan because Satan is constantly coming up with new diseases new afflictions new uh, viruses new troubles new this new that but it's all included in all Amen. You can take him right back to the word here and he can come up with a new one. And you say, well, it fits right here. Amen. Even in sin, he said he, 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 he cleanses all iniquity. Amen. So there's no sin, no, nothing too great that this God can't do. I, I don't know about you, but that makes me rejoice. Because I realize no matter how bad my past was, no matter how many failures I have, no matter how many problems and situations, it all goes in all. That God is able to rewrite my life. Mercy is great enough. God is great enough. His power is great enough. His blood is great enough. Amen. To cover all sin. Hallelujah. So uh, when, when omnipotence speaks, the miraculous goes forth. Omnipotence is all powerful, and it takes the miraculous to show that omnipotence is there. Amen. Amen. If, he, if he would have spoken, nothing happened, then he would not be omnipotent, but something happened. Amen. Amen. A clinker went forth, and, and this one went out, and that one, to where even today man and his greatest abilities say we can't even get to the end of it all. We can't even get to where, where we can say, yes, that's the end of it. We can't, amen, affirmatively say, this is all of it. Then how in the world, if, if science can't get to the end of the universe we live in, how in the world can men get to the end of the miracles and say days of miracles are past? And put limitations on God and say, God, don't move that way no more. And when science can't even get to the end of things, how does man get to the end of his word and say, that's it, and put a period there? God is unlimited. And it's time the church of God takes the limitations off of God. I believe it's time we take the limitations off our services. And say, God, you're God. You move how you want to move. I just want to be there. I want you to touch me. I want to be part of it. But I'm not going to put limitations on what you can do. I'm not going to put how many, how many limitations on how many miracles you can perform in a day or service or in my life and what you can do. I'm not putting limitations there on an unlimited God. But I need this unlimited God. I need him to move in my life. I need him to touch my body. 
I need him to speak so the miraculous can come forth. I need him to say the words of God to my heart so I can believe all things are possible. Did you hear his word? All things are possible. Hallelujah. When omnipotence speaks, the miraculous takes forth, and we must have the miraculous. Amen. We must have the miraculous. You know, I believe, Brother Brandon will say it like this. He said, I believe that the church is now standing on the threshold of the greatest vindication of omnipotence the world has ever known. Think about that statement right there. I just read to you the world's trying to re figure out his omnipotence and his limitations by looking at the stars and the universe, and they still haven't got there yet. And the prophet of God said, we're getting to the place that we're going to see the greatest vindication of omnipotence that the world has ever known. Hallelujah. He said, I believe as a minister of the gospel, we're living. Now, where is this going to take place? He goes on to say it. We're living just at the near appearing of the second time or the second coming of the Lord Jesus. And, you know, he would go on in the sermon, the junction of time. He would begin to talk about junctions. And at every junction, the voice of God would speak. And omnipotence would follow, would show the miraculous. Omnipotence would speak, and, and, and it would move, and it would save, and it, it would touch. And it didn't matter how many men had tried to deny it, how many men said it wasn't so, how many men said God lost his power, how many rose up and said he ain't here no more. When omnipotence spoke, the miraculous took place. Amen. He says, well, you see him, the first time he comes as a baby, he said, but this time he's coming as the king of glory. And he's going to take vengeance upon all who will not obey the word of God. He said, we believe that with all this great turmoil we're living in today, and as we look around on every hand, pick up the newspapers or now the internet, just still, just stand still and drop our everyday hustle and bustle of this neurotic age and look out and face facts. We see beyond any shadow of doubt, something is just about to happen. The junctions, a junction is about to take place. Amen. You know, when junctions are the old are into a new, a junction or another dispensation, and every one of them, he shows his power. And every one of them has a display of his omnipotence or a display of his ability. Amen. That in the middle of all the naysaying, in the middle of all the things that were going on, even in Noah's day when men, when science was at its height, was at his very pinnacle, and men were doing unbelievable things, and they, they say doing things that we haven't even got to today. That's mind-blowing, but that's, that's, what, that's, that's what they say. Doing things that we're not even into. Beyond where we're even at. And men were saying, God's no more. And, and they were, they were as, as, as Jesus would say, there was given in marriage and drunkenness and all the things that were taking place until where God said, I'm done with it. And a dispensation was to take place and a changing, amen, where the earth would be, become a, be, be baptized by water, amen. But in that omnipotence spoke, and Noah found grace in the eyes of God. 
and omnipotent spoke and it saved Noah in the flood. It saved Noah in his trouble. It saved Noah and God showed the great miraculous signs of the God of heaven. I mean, think about all the things that took place. Amen. When, when, when a man would all of a sudden get up, come out one morning and get his cup of coffee, and he'd look his wife in the eye, and he said, God spoke to me last night. He said, well, he did. Well, we ain't heard from God in a long time. He said, well, it may, it may be so, but let me tell you, God spoke to me. Well, why did he tell you? He told me to go get some gopher wood and go and do this, and he went through all and built an ark. An ark? What's an ark? An ark is a boat. It's a place uh, when the waters of judgment is going to come. And it's going to fall rain from heaven. What? Rain from heaven? Amen. What are you talking about? This had never happened before. This is impossible. What are you, and he takes it and he begins to do it. And, and Brother Branham said that was a sign of the miraculous that in the middle of all that doubt, there was a man that heard from God. Oh, hallelujah. What about a sign in this generation? In the middle of all the doubt and the confusion, there's a people that say, I've heard from God. And judgment is coming upon this earth. And you better get into the ark. He said that was one of the greatest miraculous things that took place. The show of omnipotence that a man was out there beating a nail in some wood. Hello? I mean, that's kind of mind-blowing when you think about the universe versus a nail and some wood. But omnipotence has spoke, and the miraculous has taken place. And it was during a time that people's hearts had waxed cold and, and got away from God, and women were becoming an idol. Sons of God seen the daughters of men that they were fair, and it would become a sexual thing. And Jesus said before Noah's time at the end, they were, given, were marrying and given in marriage. And the great turmoil that was going on, the miraculous was taking place. Because omnipotence spoke. And he said these things are going to happen again in this day, as Jesus prophesied it to be so. He said as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be. So there's great turmoil again. There's evil spirits that are entering into people and doing the same works that they did in that day. He said, but notice, not only that, he said, when all hell turns loose, all heaven turns loose. Oh, hallelujah. And let me tell you right now, while we're on this subject, hell is limited. All hell can turn loose, but it's got limitations upon it. But when all heaven turns loose, it has no limitations. There is no limit to what God can do. There is limits to what Satan can do. Hallelujah. Satan already had you one time, but he had limits upon him. He can only take you so far. He can only do so much. But when God gets a hold of you, when God grabs your life, there's so much, there's no limitations. He said, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of God raises a standard of it. So it shows that in the every junction, both forces are at work. But one has limits, one has no limits. Hallelujah. Amen. It showed because in the middle of all of that, as we just heard, amen, Enoch was walking with God. And he was not. Because God took him. 
showed there was no limits to God. He could take a man and change his whole molecule makeup to where he just took him. He said at the same time evil was appearing, angels were appearing. We've been hearing that, right? So don't get your eyes just on the evil. Realize when evil's appearing, there's angels also appearing. Amen. Angels being moved into men, moving in men. Angels appearing on earth. He said, a very beautiful type of the day. Noah was preaching a message that seemed so crazy to the world. Sounds like our message. People that are crazy. Idiotic. It's old-fashioned. It's old foggy ideas. Really quite opposite of what Noah. Noah was kind of on the cutting edge of technology. <laughs> and they didn't see it then. Amen. Here he was right at the very edge of uh, the only thing that could save you was a boat. And here Noah was preparing an ark. And Brother Bram said, that's the miracle. He said that how a man upon dry land where water had never come, rain had never fallen, was putting nails in some wood. Preparing an ark to float on a mighty sea where there was no sea. <laughs> Amen. But by faith... Noah was warned of God. And no matter how foolish it seemed or how fanatical it seemed, it was a miracle in itself to see a man hammering away something that seemed so fanatical. And it's repeated again when men are pounding away at the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And they're preaching the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And they're getting people ready for the coming judgment. Or a shield from it anyways. He said a modern church people are laughing and making fun. And saying there's nothing to it. And days of miracles are past. But I say preacher keep on putting the nails in. Keep on hammering away. You have to have the Holy Ghost. The token to go in the rapture. Keep on hammering away. That Jesus Christ is the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. Keep hammering. He heals. He delivers. He saves. He does it all. Amen. We got to keep hammering at it. I don't care who walks away. Who laughs and who makes fun. They did it before, but they did it again. But there's a Noah that's going to stay right there and say, this is my word. I've heard from it, and I'm going to keep hammering. Hallelujah. Till that last board gets in place. And he says, come on in. Hallelujah. That's not just on preachers. That's also on you fathers at home. Keep hammering. Keep hammering Bible holiness. Keep hammering cardiness. He says, Noah working not only was performing the miracle, but while he was having it, he was also looking for a miracle. Hallelujah. And the church today, he says, is laboring away under the task of preaching the gospel, signs and wonders following, but they're also preparing for a miracle, the rapture of the church, the going away to home. 
preparing people, getting them to the light, unburdening them from the things of the world, getting their souls set on the presence of God. And when Jesus does appear in the second time in glory, those who are ready, who are ready will rapture and will be caught up together to meet him in the air and to be with him for eternity. My God. But as it was in Noah's time, so it'll be now. Eating, drinking, marriage, giving in marriage. All these things you see are signposts. Evil, getting increasingly worse, signposts. But supernatural miracles hanging right before us today. Signposts. The second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, speaking of the second, speaking or pointing towards the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, and we're at a junction again. But as Noah began to warn people and preach, many of them laughed at him and scoffed at him because his message seemed entirely out of reason. Or may I say it like this, even maybe out of season. Out of the time that you would expect it because why would a man build an ark when there's never been no rain and he's on dry land? He's not even by the ocean perhaps. He's on dry land putting this thing up. Why? Why? Because God said so. Amen. He said, why? He said, he said, and he said today, he said, how people today, when they should, then they say they got the best doctors in the world. We got the best clinics we've ever had. We got more knowledge than we ever had. We got more abilities than we ever had. Why do we need divine healing? He said, today we need divine healing worse than we ever needed it. And as the day goes on and on, it'll be more and more needed. But Noah just went right on and warning, folks. It's going to rain. He'd get turned down. It's going to rain. People didn't even know what rain meant. It was a new word. Didn't even know what rain meant. Never rained before. There's people in the world today, he said, after 2,000 years of gospel preaching, they don't even know what it means to be born again. <laughs> oh my God. And that's the truth. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, well, you know, just you're saved once always saved. You believe the message, you're saved. And they bring their Baptist ideas and their Methodist ideas and their Pentecostal ideas right into the message. But when he said, you must be born again. And he said, even after 2,000 years of gospel preaching, people still don't know what that means. And even after 100 years or 120 years, people still didn't know what rain meant. They don't know what omnipotence means. They don't know a God that is omnipotent. They don't know a God that can transform a soul from a street sinner to an angelic position. Hello, somebody. Amen. The kingdom, into the, into God's kingdom as sons and daughters of God, they don't understand it. They've never been there. They don't know. Maybe they've been taken up too much in the things of the world and infatuated with and flirting and the glaring. Don't realize that's an evil spirit. And, but it's a great marking signpost for the people this day to watch and be ready. Because Jesus said, when those things come to pass, look up. Your redemption draweth nigh. We're at a junction. 
But here's another miracle. Omnipotence, all-powerful, gave the plan. And the day came, and he said, Noah, get in the ark. And out came two by two every animal. What did that? Some, you know, I seen one time as a child, I believe it was a movie of Noah walking to the ark playing some flute and all the animals was following that music. <laughs> Baloney. <laughs> no, no, it was omnipotence. It was back to, to the point, really, where God came down in such a way that where it was almost back in a, I just say it like this, in an Eden condition. Omnipotence. Moving, showing his power over all nature. To where it says quick, he could quicken a lion's heart and say, get in the ark. Amen. And that he listened. He sure did. We went right in there. Some people got more, they ain't got enough sense as a lion or a mule or a donkey or whatever. A donkey? Yeah, even a donkey can hear the voice of God. Yeah. We've, we've seen that in the Bible. And but the voice of God, omnipotence can speak. He spoke, and how many how many went on the ark? But how many heard the how many heard the message? People now, how many went on the ark? How many heard the message? A bunch. Shall we say thousands? I don't know how many it was. And then I, I, I wonder how many. I, I, this, I said this before, but it still blows my mind that when you witness animals walking on the ark two by two, where's man's thinking at at that moment? Because apparently something's going on in their mind because they, 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 they're, they're looking at the supernatural realm and they're not perceiving what that is. That's exactly what can happen in a service. The supernatural God fall in. And, and it may not be animals walking two by two, but it may be an old street prostitute or some sinner, amen, find their moment in Christ or somebody be healed or delivered and they don't know what that is. That's omnipotent speaking. That's the all-powerful God moving in hearts. It ought to do something. But he said one of the greatest miracles was omnipotence that gave the plan. And the omnipotence said, build it this long. Build it this high. Do it this way. And it'll keep you. If you'll follow my plan, it'll keep you. And the waters begin to come. And the deluge floods, plagues, and every kind of thing was falling. And Noah was just rising above it all. Amen. And Brother Brandon said the miracle was in the middle of the flood, Noah was tucked away in the ark of safety. Thunder was going on. Plagues were falling. Rain was falling. Noah was resting. Right. Noah had found play, a place in the middle of the storm that he could find in the omnipotent God. Mercy, Jesus. He said, those that want to laugh at you and make fun of you today, maybe, maybe because of the way you act, because you dress, because you don't cut your hair, because whatever, they don't realize you're tucked away in omnipotence. Don't realize you're restless, resting safely as you can be in omnipotence, and nothing can harm you. <laughs> 
The water began to come. The people began to scream, cry, holler, carry on. And instead of the ark just staying there, it floated right up all the time, packing Noah and cradled him along the waves. Sure, it was a signpost. And God swept the world clean of sin. And he was going to start a new one. And signs and wonders appeared before he did it. There was another a time of junction was at Abraham. When God would call Abraham out from among his kindred and say, hey, I have your land. I have your place that you can go to. Omnipotence spoke to him. And he called him out of his own people to walk with God. Oh, my. I mean, we can take testimony after testimony of people that are sitting in this building. They don't have daddies that believe the message. They don't have kin folks that believe the message. But Omnipotence spoke to him and said, come walk with me. Hallelujah. This was Abraham. Get out of them. Come out of that place and come walk with me, Abraham. And he told him, he said, I'm going to make you a father of many nations. Amen. Only the way he could speak it is he had to perform it. Or otherwise he wouldn't be omnipotent. He wouldn't be all powerful if he couldn't do what he said he would do. And then not only that, he told Sarah that she was going to bear a son. And though she was bearing, omnipotent spoke and it came to pass. Oh, hallelujah. That tells me that he's still omnipotent today. And if he's still omnipotent today because he said he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, then if he spoke against barrenness and barrenness had to flee, tonight he's still the same God. Amen. I can witness him to be the same God because I see a people sitting here that was one time unfruitful and barren. And omnipotent spoke over your life and said, you will bring forth fruit. You will bring forth eternal life. And they were changed back from an old man and woman to be able to bring forth seed again. We see another one. It was a junction. For 400 years, a prophecy went forth and laid dormant. Seemed like it was uh, God had just moved off the scene. Nobody heard from him. His people went off into slavery. His, his uh, seed, his elect, his people had went off into slavery, been lured into Egypt, been made slaves, and it seemed like God had forgot them, but he had never forgot. First thing, he, he came down with a supernatural sign to show again he was omnipotent and that he lived Hey, maybe the priests and the rabbis of that day thought that God no longer existed, just like you may do today. But God is still omnipotent, no matter what your thought says. He still performs miracles, no matter what your doubt says. Hey, Amen. They thought he'd gone out of existence. But right in the middle of all that chaos, in the middle of all that struggle, in the middle of all that trouble, he comes down to a lowly, humble family of Levi, and he gives them a son and said, his name will be Moses. And omnipotent spoke and said, this will be my deliverer. The prophecy came to fulfillment, and he goes out. And it seemed like nothing was yet still happening. The boy got put in the Nile, but omnipotence was always there. 
Amen. Crocodiles would come, look, sniff the basket, but omnipotence was there. Amen. Until he was taken right to the Pharaoh's daughter and raised up in the house of Pharaoh. God right under the nose of Satan, raising his own destruction. Oh, hallelujah. Right under the nose of Satan, God was raising his own leader to lead his people out of bondage. Amen. It seemed like it was went to nothing when he killed two Egyptians. But God got him out on the backside of a desert so he could hear from God for himself. That omnipotence could speak to him and show him the miraculous. Amen. And he came and he showed it to him. Showed him the days of miracles wouldn't pass no more. Put his hand in his, in his bosom. It came out leprosy. Put his hand back in there and it came out clean. He would throw his, a rod down. It would turn to a serpent. He'd pick it back up and it turned to a rod. He was showing him. And all the way through the ten plagues, I'm omnipotent. I can create flies out of nothing. I can create frogs out of nothing. Amen. Amen. God showed right there he don't have to have anything to work with. He also shows it today. He don't have to have anything to work with. Amen. He wants somebody that's willing. Amen. And here he was. Amen. Brother Adam said, you know, they had the word. They, they had Joseph's bones. Them things are all right. They, they were signs, yes, that God still lived. And, but still, beside the word, they had, but besides all of that, they had an omnipotent God who would not fail them. Who was the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he stood in the midst of them. He attached himself to their struggle. And he became their, their deliverer. And he destroyed Egypt and changed the whole scene. Performed miracle after miracle, sign after sign. He said, it's amazing. He said, a man can think he can comprehend an unlimited God. He said, to do that, you have to come in contact for yourself with his omnipotence. Then when you do that, you're in contact with supernatural realms. You're in contact and your life will change. Your thinking will change. Your mind will change. You'll be made different. Your sickness is finished. God's great power moves in. When Moses saw him at the burning bush, he saw an omnipotent God. He saw the miraculous, and he went down there to take those signs to set God's people free. He now saw it for himself. His mama had told him about it. His daddy had told him about it. But now he met God for himself. This is why people fall off the side roads, young people especially, maybe older folks alike, because they've been told about it, they've been preached about it, they, 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 they've heard about it all their life, been raised up in it, but they haven't seen it for themselves. And I'm not talking about seeing it for themselves in somebody else. That's awesome, too. I mean, yes, sure, you can see God is omnipotent. We saw it many times in our own con congregation when God would come down and heal the sick. But what about God being omnipotent in your life? Amen. This is where he wants to get to. 
And so therefore he would come at another junction. And there's others, but I'll move on down because we're, we're running out of time. He'd come in one of the greatest junctions in man's history was when he came down to be a savior. And Jesus, and, and what happened? It was in a dark time again. It was in, in, in a political unrest. It was, I, do you notice what happens? It always comes, junctions happen in those times. Moses, all the uh, Noah's, Abraham's, all, uh, now Jesus, political unrest. You know, things that are going on that they can't make sense or heads or tails out of. And, and then even there, when they're expecting him to come. But when he comes, they're not expecting him to come that way. They're looking for him to, when you're going to, yeah, we're waiting, you're doing, you're healing a few people. Where you, that's wonderful. And signs and things are taking place. But when's the Romans leaving? They was looking for a temporary deliverance instead of eternal deliverance. Amen. That's, that's what God wants you to have more than just a temporary deliverance. God wants you to have something that's eternal. And eternal is omnipotence. Amen. That's what the Holy Ghost is. Is eternal. Therefore, the Holy Ghost is omnipotence. Amen. But it would come in a time when the miraculous would seem so far away. It would seem so impossible. Laws and judges and, and people that were there and all the things that were taking place and the priests and their ideas and, and things were saying, what well, days of miracles were past. There hadn't been a prophet for hundreds of years. And at the same time, an angel appears to a priest. Angels start appearing. Things start taking place. The vast majority are missing it. They expect him to come with a, a salute from heaven and come down stepping on red, red robes and, or purple robes and red carpet and walk down to Caiaphas and say, I'm here, give him my sword. I'm going to drive the Romans out. That wasn't the way he came. Angels started appearing. It appeared to Zacharias, Zacharias, and it appeared to a little a virgin named Mary, and it appeared to some shepherds on a hill. Amen. Things begin to take place, but the vast majority was missing it. Not even knowing omnipotence was about to come in human flesh. <laughs> and you know what omnipotence's first words were on earth? Wah! A cry of a baby. This is why Brother Randall would pick it up. He said, you know, he said people missed it because it was, they missed him being Jehovah because it was Jehovah as a baby. It was Jehovah as a teenager running down the road, falling and skinning his knees. It was Jehovah in human flesh. The greatest, one of the greatest junctions ever happened before. And God about to show his omnipotent power. And angels come and begin to prophesy. A prophet comes on the scene, and they thought he was crazy. I know some people, as they say, are getting offended about Creepy John. Let me tell you, he wasn't exactly the same-sounding kind of person. Man is out in the wilderness and eating wild honey and locusts and all that kind of stuff. And all, no doubt, all kind of stories circulating about him. And he wasn't exactly uh, how a normal person would operate. Because he wasn't normal. And let me let you just in on something. You ain't normal either. 
At least I hope you're not normal to this world. Matter of fact, it ought to put a rejoicing in my, our heart to realize I am not normal compared to this world. But I am normal compared to where I come from. Hallelujah. I, I've said it before. Amen. When you go overseas, you go to Romania, I've been to Russia, and you go over there, I'm not normal. I don't talk normal. I don't look normal. I don't act normal. I have funny mannerisms. I have all kinds of stuff. And even in the United States, there's places I ain't normal. Let's just be honest. You don't have to cross too far a line. We just go out over to Mississippi and you won't be normal no more. Ain't that right? <laughs> Amen. That's why Brother Joe's the way he's in. He's not from Louisiana. He's from Mississippi. <laughs> Amen. But the way, reason I am the way I am, and let's get beyond the humanity. Amen. The reason we're not the normal as far as, far as the world's considered normal. Let me tell you what's normal to the world anymore. Is a man thinking himself to be a woman racing with women. And that's considered normal. Let me tell you what's considered normal to the world. Is a woman to cut off her hair and wear men's apparel and think herself to still be a woman. That's considered normal. It's considered so much normal that even when we look at it, we don't even hardly, don't hardly turn our stomach no more because we've seen it so much. It's become a sense of normality about it. But the man does the other side. We go, it won't be too long and that'll be normal. It's the truth. But I'm not normal when it comes to this world. I don't ever plan on being normal. John the Baptist wasn't, no, Jesus wasn't normal. Amen. When he went in, amen, and turned over their, their carts and they destroyed their temple, that wasn't a normal thing to do. <laughs> when he went in and he would go to the pool of Bethesda and he would heal that man, that wasn't a normal kind of day. When he would go there and he'd heal a blind man or, or I was reading another day about the withered arm and he'd come into the, into the synagogue and he said, stretch forth your hand. And it was stretch. That wasn't a normal kind of service to them. It ought to be, but it wasn't. It ought to be normal in our churches to have healings. It ought to be normal in our churches to have baptisms. It ought to be normal in our churches to have somebody fall at an altar and say, God, I'm sorry. It ought to be normal in our churches for people to worship God with all their hearts. It ought to be normal to get beyond what's normal. That was all free. The unbelievers wax worse. They downed it. They fussed at it. John the Baptist, they fussed at it. Jesus, they fussed at it. Tried to get away. Finally would kill anyone that said anything. But God moved on in the miraculous just the same, for he's omnipotent. He has to if he's God. Amen. Here he would come down as God. To where, and, and he would begin to express himself. The omnipotence made flesh dwelling among us as a human. You can't be normal and do that. Walking among us 
As he walked on the Sea of Galilee one night, yonder, little old, as he was out there on this old boat tossed about, he acted like he didn't even pay any attention to it. He was tired. But something was about to happen. And But when he put his foot upon the brail of that boat and he said, peace be still, he said, I'll tell you, the very creator of heavens and earth laid in that boat and all nature had to obey it just like it did with Noah because it was the same omnipotence speaking. And when omnipotence speaks, miraculous takes place. Amen. The leper, full of leprosy, went to him one day and said, Lord, if thou will, make me clean. He touched him and said, I will. Be thou clean. Omnipotence spoke, and the miraculous took place, and the leprosy vanished. Oh, hallelujah. I believe he's still that same kind of God. Listen, we don't have to have treatment after treatment after treatment. Omnipotence speaks, and it can vanish. It's done it before. It'll do it again. When omnipotence speaks, miraculous happens. He healed the sick. He raised the dead. He opened the eyes of the blind, proving to the people a junction is right here. Something is taking place. He says, in John 17, he looked up and said, Father, the hour has come. The junction is here. All things are ready. The crossroad is here. The world's been warned. How will know any of these apostles when they've done signs and wonders? They passed through the land. They comb back and forth. The time is here. The time has come. Brother Brennan would bring it right to our day. He said, brother, as a gospel preacher this morning, I believe the Holy Ghost speaking through mortal lips, anointing ministers are speaking. The time has come. The time is here. Omnipotence is answering, and the miraculous is taking place. We are at a junction. Hallelujah. Amen. We had a junction in Brother Branham's day. When heaven would open and said seven thunders would be revealed, would reveal the seventh seal, it was a junction that took place. And thousands have missed it. Millions have missed it. Political unrest? Yes, it was political unrest. Segregation and all the things that were going on, wars and rumors of war, there was all kinds of things going on. And angels appeared. Why? Because there was junctions taking place. Omnipotence was speaking. And a word came forth and said, I will have a bride. And in order for me to have a bride, she's got to have somebody she can believe. And signs began to go forth. And the sick were healed and the blind could see. And all the things that would happen. Why? Because omnipotence was speaking. But it don't end there. Did you hear me? It don't end there. And I'm going to put my voice with the prophet again. We are at another junction. We are at the coming of the Lord. Political rest is in its place. Spirits on every hand is at its place. Wickedness, Wickedness is at its pinnacle. And things are taking place. But angels are also appearing. God is also moving. The time has come for the miraculous to take place. The time has come for healings and bodies. 
Are you saying, is that so? Yes, we're getting ready for the greatest divine healing campaign that ever touched the earth. So great that old gray hair is going to come back new again. Bones that are withered away are going to come back strong again. Limbs that are missing are going to come back. The time has come. I said the time has come and the miraculous is here. Omnipotence is speaking. And again, God, as we heard Sunday, God is looking through that pillar of fire at your enemy and that enemy that's held you for time after time after time. I want you to know, Brother Aaron, God is looking through that pillar of fire. The devil might be, or excuse me, the doctor may be looking through x-rays or CAT scans or every kind of thing, but God's got something greater. He said that those things are limited. They can only find certain things, but God can look at you and say it's this and it's that and it's over. It's time for the miraculous to take place. Hallelujah. You say, well, brother, we've already seen it. Yes, we have been seeing it. What happened here when a little frail, 90-pound little woman came running around this building? Omnipotence had spoke to her and said, what do you have to dread? What do you have to fear? You're leaning on the arms of your beloved. Why don't you get out of your your little place and begin to give me praise? And out of her seat she came and she began to glorify God and worship God. And omnipotent spoke. How do you know? Because the cancer was gone. Oh my God. That message wasn't just for Atlanta Bunch. That a message, that message for whosoever will. What are you afraid of? What about that doubt and that fear that's had you paralyzed? Why don't you get out of that thing and give God praise? And that thing will leave you because omnipotence has spoke. Amen. We was put here right in our midst. The sign of a little girl that had lost her hair. And omnipotence spoke and said she's going to have her hair back. And it was so. What was it a sign of? A church whose hair had been cut off. The power had been cut off. Things in the dark ages have been cut off. But now she's back to full strength again. She's back to full life again. She's back to full power again. She's back to the fullness again of Godhead veiled in flesh. The time has come and it is here. Omnipotence. He would say to Jesus, Speak the word, Lord. That man, that centurion, speak the word, Lord. My servant will be healed. My servant will live. He knew Jesus was a man of authority. He knew there was more than just a man standing there. He knew it was God veiled in flesh. Lord, I'm not worthy that you come to my house. Just speak the word. He knew that was omnipotence. Amen. He knew the miraculous would take place. When he stood at the grave of Lazarus crying like a man, Martha said, Lord, if you'd only been here, my brother not died. But even now, but even now, amen, some of you Marthas need to start speaking. Even now, my body's dying, but even now. Amen. My spirit seems to be going down, but even now. My children seem to be going further, but even now. Amen. It seems like all hope is gone, but even now. 
And omnipotence begins to speak. Amen. What was it? God living among us. He goes down there, grave weeping. But as he stood at that grave and he wiped those tears away, Brother Branham said, Omnipotence gathered itself together. Oh God, may omnipotence tonight gather itself together. Gathered itself together and it spoke, Lazarus, come forth. <laughs> and a man that had been rotten, his nose fell in, and his face skin warms as had come into his body. But corruption knew its master. And he gave life back to this dead man again. And a dead man stood to his feet, miraculous. And he said, I am the resurrection and the life. I hear it again speaking in this hour. I am the resurrection and the life. Brother Aaron's been sick. I am the resurrection and the life. Brother Tim's had problems in his body. I am the resurrection and the life. Brother Ron's got cancer. I am the resurrection and the life. If he can take an old dead body and raise him up from the grave again, omnipotence is here to speak life to these bodies, to speak life to Ron Spencer, to speak life to you tonight. You might have been feeling dead for a long time. You might have been bound by every kind of creed and every kind of darkness. But I say in the name of Jesus, come forth. Come forth. Come out of your grave clothes. Come out of your things of your life. Come out of your complexes. Come out of your fears. Come out of those things. Come out of your sickness. When omnipotence speaks, the miraculous takes place. We are at a junction, so we are at the time. Miracles take place. Oh my God. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. When omnipotence speaks, a dead man will live again and stand on his feet and go to a banquet and eat supper with him. And he said, I remember one glorious day when I was dead in sin and trespasses, omnipotence spoke. We were going to hell, but omnipotence spoke and we're raised from hell to glory. And someday we're going to be at that banquet table because omnipotence has spoke and I lie. And what's something with a limited power going to be able to do with somebody that's got unlimited power in them? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You got a few more minutes. Omnipotence is speaking. We are at a place, we are at a junction. It's time to take the shackles off of him. It's time to take the limitations off our services. Amen. You people, you preachers out there, take the limitations off of God. Let him save people. Let him heal people. Let him deliver people. Take your, your creeds and your dogmas off of him. We're at a junction. Something's happening. Time you start raising your head up. Redemption is right here. Omnipotence is speaking. The miraculous is taking place. We're at a junction. He has raised the dead. He has healed the sick. He's done all these things. 
Let me go down to some things real quick as we bring this down. Unlimited power. He said his power is still the same tonight as it was the day he poured it out upon the church. So every preacher that says it ain't, go back and don't preach no more till you get Christ. Hey, that's exactly what, somebody just sent me that from Spurgeon. I thought, well, that's good enough to use. He said, if Christ ain't in your sermon, he said, you go home and don't say another word till you get Christ in there. And people that say the power ain't the same, they ain't got Christ. The people that says his power is limited don't have Christ. The same the people that say that God don't heal no more, God don't save no more, mercy is over, they don't have Christ. They might have a creed, they might have a dogma, they might have their own idea, but they don't have Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. He said, you people that's tasted the realms of the golden cup of his blessings. Whoo, how many's been on that cup? How could you believe anything else but what the Holy Ghost is here tonight to heal everyone? Let's take the limits off of him. Amen. He said, you, how many has been drinking from that golden cup of his blessings? He said, how could you believe anything else but what the Holy Ghost is here tonight to heal everyone and to fill everyone? Woo, hallelujah. If he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, his power is the same. He's unlimited. His powers is just the same today as it ever was. Let him speak and let us be silent. And he can speak. Hallelujah. He said, see, he says, in order to preach the gospel, before you can make it a gospel to preach, then you've got to have the power and demonstration of the Holy Spirit to prove that it is the gospel. He said, the letter killeth, the word, the letter killeth, but the Spirit maketh it alive. So it's not just a ritualistic affair, but it's an absolutely real living reality of the resurrected Christ, Jesus Christ living among us, that the faith that I'm going to try my best to contend for today, that that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and his power is unlimited. He said, if you can limit God, you can limit Christ. And if you can limit the church today and its possibilities, you are limiting God. But all things, whatsoever you desire, when you pray, believe to receive it, and you shall have it. He said, brethren, when the brethren receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost, and they begin to think this is the summit, this is the all of it. Uh, this, this quote about sent me into a into a world, whatever, I don't know, into another realm. He said, but brother, that's wrong. There is no summit to God's power. That's why the next service can be greater than the last service. In our mind, in our limitations, we have a great service, and we think, man, there ain't no way. It could be any better than this. And the next service, have you seen it in meetings? The next service, God comes, well, there ain't no way it's going to get any better than that one. His power is unlimited. 
It is us that has that thinking in our mind that services can only be so good. They can only be so great. Things can only go so far. Things can only be so much. But there is no summit to God's power. I want me to tell you, you'll never get to the top of it. You'll never get to the end of it. You'll move on and on and on. It's the unlimited resources of God that hasn't even been tapped into yet. Hello? Hello? Mercy, Jesus. I mean, we, there was great powers being demonstrated in that day. It can never be no greater than that. That's your limitations. It can never be no greater than the prophet. That's your limitations. It, it, it can never be no greater. We put limitations. And he's telling us there's never an end to the unlimited resources of God that hasn't even been tapped into yet. Blessings and powers that we know nothing about. Mercy, Jesus. Amen. It had never has been revealed to archangels. And it's laying just ahead for his church that will believe. For eye has not seen, ear has not heard, neither has entered into the hearts of men what God has in store for them that love him. He said, so what do we need to do? We need to keep moving up. We need to keep claiming our rights. As God opens the gates and swings the welcome mat out, let's move on to deeper depths. Never organize ourselves or get to a place where this is it and we believe this and that's all. Let's believe this plus how much more we can hear from God. He said, I think that's the way it ought to be. Every more motive of every man or woman that loves the Lord Jesus is to receive all that you can. Hello, somebody. It's to receive all that you can from the hand of his bountiful mercies. That's my heart. If that's the heart of a prophet, it ought to be our heart. Amen. He says, another place. He said, if you could ever get real good fundamental faith against Pentecostal people or fundamental doctrine with the Pentecostal people or vice versa, he said, I'd like to see what that meeting would be. When the people realize that you're not, you will be, you, no, it's not you will be, you are, present tense, right now, sons and daughters of an unlimited God. You're pushing it way off the millennium somewhere. All the blessings out to the millennium. And that's how we read those scriptures. That what we just read. Eye has not seen ears. I know it does pertain to part of that in the, in the eternals. But I also believe we're at a junction. We're at the blending of time and eternity. Of two dispensations. Of, of two realms. Eyes have not seen and ears have not heard. But we keep pushing it off somewhere. He said, we don't need divine healing off in the millennium. We need it right now. We won't be sons of God. We're now sons of God. Heirs, joint heirs with Jesus. And everything that Jesus died for at Calvary is your possession. Now, Satan don't like that. If people would only realize and just be willing to take God at his word, well, it's unlimited. 
Did you hear that? Well, it's unlimited. He said, I was speaking with a doctor here a lot long ago. He was talking to me. He said, oh, you're a minister. He said, yes, sir. He said, I've studied stuff, that stuff for about four years. I said, you did run well. What hindered you? He said, I got to find out there wasn't nothing to it. And he said, you studied it for just four years to be a minister? And you come to find out. He said, I got tangled up. He said, that's where it is. He said, you got an x-ray machine. You can look at a human body and so forth. Well, that's wonderful. That's the tree of knowledge. That was in the Garden of Eden. Man's been eating from that tree from Eden since, uh, since Eden. He said, but it's got limitations. It can only do so much. The tree of knowledge has limitations. I don't care how much education you got. It has limitations. He said, well, I, I'm just, I, I just know it all. <laughs> Man, you sound like, well... You know, it's kind of like this. Men think, begins to think of themselves so big, and they'll take some precious metals, and they'll put it, make little pieces out of it, little gears and little things, and they'll place it all in this little case, put this nice dial over it, put a, and it keeps time. But eventually, it quits. Eventually, it stops. But they've done something. They made some achievement. A watch. That's a watch is the mechanism of man. And God will take dust, elements, and he would form a body that does incredible things. Has been doing incredible things since you've been sitting in your seat. Cells and all kinds of things and all the way down and the sinews and all the things that works. And just the, what, ta- what it takes to even take a step. All the muscles it takes, all the things, sinews it takes, the bone structure, the heart to beat. I mean, it's, it's, uh, you start looking, it's almost an unlimited thing. The billions of cells or however many there are. And man made a watch. And he thinks he's something. And a watch is man's mechanism. But God makes a man. And he's the mechanism of God. Does that, even in that ought to show you how much more billions of times, uh, uncontainable times past, God's knowledge is of man. But yet man gets a little education. He said, ooh, I've learned something. And it don't, I'm not even talking about a formal education necessarily. That's, that's one thing. But you can have some, <laughs> so we say it, educated rednecks. Hard knocks. And he thinks he's something. Because he's done this and he can do this and he's a MacGyver and he figured it all out. And his life is that. If he lives 90 something years, is that. Without God. But with God in there, it's no longer, longer limited. <laughs> He said, this is where it is. He said, this, this, this man has got on this tree of knowledge. He said, but it's, limited. it's limited. It has limitations. He says, you can believe science as far as science can go. And you can take it off as far as it'll go. He said, but what you need to do when you get to the end of it is step off of it onto the tree of life. Then it's unlimited. He said, see, God, in God, you will never exhaust God's love and mercy. Oh, my, my, my. 
You will, he said, well, I hate to bother you so much, Father. I hate to bother you tonight. He wants you to bother him. He loves you to bother him. Don't ever think that you could ever ask too much of God. You say, well, you, the scripture says you have not because you ask not. And you ask not because you believe not. He wants us to ask and believe that our joys will be full. He wants you to ask abundantly. Ask for big things. Don't limit your faith to some little mustard seed. We use that scripture as a, almost as a crunch. Well, it's just a little mustard seed. He said, don't even limit it to a mustard seed. He said, get on out there to some other kind of faith. Move out and ask big things. Big things are just as easy to receive as little things. You just have to believe, that's all. And you got faith, you know exactly how to use it, it'll be all right. You can never run out. So what you scared about? The Bible says Jesus was the Lamb of God slain from the foundation of the world. Oh, this hope builds in our heart, burns in our heart, how it gives us hope way back before the foundation of the world. When Satan perverted to, to evil, God being infinite, looked down to the stream of time and saw the end foreknowledge. If you don't know all things, you have a limited God, and you made him finite just like you and I. But God is unlimited. God's power, God's knowledge, God's everything. He is omnipotent. Way back before the foundation of the world, when Satan come to destroy it, God already was looking to see how he was going to counteract it. He already had the answer for it. It goes in, it goes in, Brother Brown goes in the sign. I'm bringing it down. My grandfather rode an ox cart. I rode, I ride in a Ford V8. My son will fly in a jet plane. That's where we're moving. He said, that's what religion ought to be. The coming of the Lord is hand. The church ought to be moving on into the powers of God. On into the powers of God. Science can only climb so far, then it drops off. But we've got untapped resources that's never been touched to the power of unlimited God. And we ought to be moving on into it as hard as we can go. Brothers and sisters, we're living a million miles below our privileges tonight as Christians, as sons and daughters of God. He said, I feel ashamed of myself when I look out there and I see institutions and sickness and troubles going on right now. Our church ought to be walking the street, healing the sick, raising the dead, casting out devils, doing signs and wonders, making the whole world realize Jesus Christ is alive. Mercy. He would come down into Revelations. And he'd say, dear, don't fear, John. Don't fear, little flock. All that I am, you're an heir to. All my power is yours. My omnipotence is yours as I stand in your midst. I have not come to bring fear and failure, but love, courage, and ability. All power is given unto me, and it is yours to use. You speak the word, and I will perform it. That's my covenant, and it will never fail. Omnipotence. Let omnipotence speak. Let the voice of God speak. 
and healing will come. Deliverances will come. Salvation will come. That omnipotent spirit. We are at a junction. We're right at the doorsteps of the coming of the Lord. We're not looking at less. We're looking at more. Let omnipotent speak. Father, place these things in my heart, Lord, and they've been burning. Lord, just seeing you in your scripture and your word and seeing the power that's availed to us. Lord, don't let our faith limit you, God. All you need is one that'll reach out in faith. Lord, there was many that failed to realize your limited, your unlimited powers. You walked down the streets there in that dusty road. But Lord, the Lord, there was one. He said, He has the resources I need. If I could just touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. Lord, it just takes one, two. I said, yes, Lord. I want to touch you, Lord. I want omnipotence to speak. And her touch, Lord, turned you around. And omnipotence spoke. And her blood as you quit. Lord, it troubled her for years. Lord, there's some here tonight, Lord, that's had sicknesses in their bodies that's troubled them for a long time. But omnipotence is here to speak. Lord, we're not looking through a doctor's x-ray. We're not looking through a CAT scan, an MRI that has limitations. Can see only so much. But Lord, tonight we want to step off the tree of knowledge and step onto the tree of life. And Lord, let omnipotence speak in bodies tonight. And deliverance has come to your people. We're in the time of deliverance. Availed to us tonight, Lord. Oh, Jesus. You didn't come to bring fear and failure. You come to bring love and courage and ability. All power is given unto me, and it is yours to use. You speak the word, and I'll perform it. That's my covenant, and it cannot fail. You're not in the business of failing. Lord, we love you, Father. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. Oh, yes, Jesus.
there's some people here that wants to touch his garment and I believe there's many needs in the building needs of healing deliverances bitterness that needs to be dealt with fears but if you've seen omnipotence walking through the building and you want to touch his garment I want to invite everyone whatever need I, I'm not going to ask your need to be specific I want to invite everyone that wants to come down here, and we're going to touch him tonight. We're going to touch the hem of his garment. Omnipotence is going to speak. Miracles are going to take place. I don't care if you're a deacon, trustee, preacher, whatever need you have. Thank you. 
have a need. Just keep moving around, filling in so people can get here. Hallelujah. Oh, yes, Lord. Hallelujah. I need you to speak, Father. I need you to touch something in my heart and my life. I need you to meet. I've seen you walking through the building tonight. And I want to grab a hold of you. I want to grab a hold of your garment. I, I want to I want to touch it. I want to touch you, Lord. I can't let this moment pass me by. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to read it again. Don't fear, John. Don't fear, little flock. All that I am, you're an heir to. All my power is yours. My omnipotence is yours as I stand in your midst. I have not come to bring fear and failure, but love, courage, and ability. All power is given to me. It is yours to use. You speak the word, and I'll perform it. That is my covenant, and it will never fail. Hallelujah. Now I want you as believers to reach over and grab your neighbor. That's creative power in them arms and in those hands. Lay hands on one another. Oh my. Hallelujah. He's here to do the miraculous. He's here to heal every person. He's here to save. He's here to fill the Holy Ghost. He's here to restore joy. He's here to restore perfect peace. He's seen that upset stomach. He knows what it's all about. He's seen the pain in your body. He knows what it's all about. He's seen it all. He knows it all. And he's got an answer for it all because he's omnipotent. He's all powerful. There is not a need represented here that he can't take care of and he don't have the answer for. He has the answer. And he's here to meet it. I don't care if you're barren. I don't care if you're unfruitful. I don't care if you haven't, you don't have the Holy Ghost. He's got the Holy Ghost for you. I don't care if you hadn't felt him in a long time. He's here tonight. He's here for your needs. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. And the Bible says of my people that are called by my name will gather themselves together and be able to begin to call upon me. They will hear from heaven. I'm here to hear from heaven tonight. Now, won't you go to calling on him and saying, Thou son of David, have mercy on my brother. Have mercy upon my sister. Have mercy upon me, oh God. I need you, Father. I need you to touch me. I need the omnipotent God to move on my behalf, Father. You're here, and I'm reaching out right now. I'm touching you. I'm leaving 17500 Highway 371, and I'm going to the throne of grace. Boldly as a son of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Satan, you had your hands on this vessel that gets this vessel. Gets this body causing pains and discomforts. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus Christ. Been against this household. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus Christ. For the glory of Almighty God. You will flee from us. Want to chase a thousand, but two will chase ten thousand. You'll not have dominion here. You'll not have a rulership here. But we claim this body.
for the, by the blood of Jesus Christ that the healing virtues of Calvary will anoint it, anoint his wife, Father. The seizures will cease. Lord, the miracles will take place. You've done it so much already, but we're looking for completion even now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 You're the sons and daughters of God. Go to bind in that devil. Say, devil, you got to leave here. Hallelujah. Oh, my, 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 my. Hallelujah. Oh, blessed be the name. Oh, come on, just talk to the Lord. Call out to him in your time of need. He's here to speak. He's here to touch. He's here to meet. He's here to restore. He's here to lift you up. He's here to change you. He's here to mold you. He's here to make you. He's here to redeem you. He's here to just fill you. He's here to do it all tonight because he's unlimited. He's all-powerful. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Father, tonight, we lay our hands upon one another. Lord, we don't do it out of a form. We don't do it out of a fashion. But we do it because we believe. We believe when we begin to call upon you, you will hear our prayers. We'll begin to ask you for needs to be touched. You will come down and you will do exactly what we ask for. Now we ask for healing in every body tonight. We ask for salvation in every young person tonight. We ask for the Holy Ghost to be poured out upon every heart tonight. We ask for a refillings. We ask for fillings. We ask for the God of God, the God of Elijah that answers by fire to come tonight and minister to hearts and may omnipotent speak miraculous take place. We bind every devil, every spirit against every family. Let's try to hinder them. Lord, just this week we saw demons that try to blockade the blessings of God fall at our feet. You're still the same God. May the blessings of the cup, of, the golden cup of his blessings be poured out upon your people tonight. And they have their cups up to receive. Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, somebody praise him tonight. Somebody lift your voice to him. Lift your voice to him. Speak to him. He's here in your midst. He deserves the glory. He deserves the honor. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus, we love you, Father. Bless your name. Hallelujah. Fear is leaving you right now. A spirit of darkness is breaking. Oh, my, my. When an omnipotence comes.
Jesus Christ.